Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Hello, 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 beautiful people, and welcome back to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic conversation, because it's just mandatory over here in this world. Like, on this platform, you got to be 100% genuine, be your best self, because we are a judgment-free zone at all times, because if you don't know me, you will get to know me if you during this episode, and if you want to know me more, go listen to the other ones. I'm just saying, I like to keep it 100. I like to be my best self, and if you don't love me... I, I'm unfazed. I'm sorry, but it's true because <laughs> I love myself. But anyway, I'm super excited for today's episode and today's special guest. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Chanel Spencer, and you can find me on Instagram at Chanel Spencer now. And if you have not done so yet, please go like, share, and subscribe all of our lovely platforms. We're super excited to be here. And I have a lovely, lovely guest that I am just so inspired by and that I absolutely love. I love her energy. I love who she is as a person and what she stands for. And she is una- she is literally what our podcast stands for. Fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. So the lovely, lovely, lovely darlings even more. Tell the people beautiful people who you are. And here's the stipulation over here we do clubhouse 60 second intros so give us your best girl oh i'm not scared of you (laughs) that's my introduction i'm not scared of you hello everybody thank you for having me miss chanel my name is diva moore i am an author i am a speaker i am a success strategist i help women break the bonds that they've built uh to make them their mindsets prisoners so that they can become powerhouses in their communities, in their homes, in their businesses. It yes. looks different for everyone. But my whole thing is that divitude is open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. So like most people don't know this, but before we start recording the episode, and so it's a gift and, and it's a curse, right? Because I like to, I like for the episodes to flow and things to be great. And so to, to get the energy and the atmosphere to where it needs to be. So we have an, a great episode. And for the past few ones that I've done, it's bit like it's like it could have been the episode. And that is what literally happened here. Like we were having conversation for like 30 minutes. Like I'm like, bro, this could have been the episode. Like it was so good. And so it just, it made me feel so, it made me feel that much better in you being on this platform. Cause I already knew you were amazing. I already knew you were all of the things, right? But then when you have those conversations and you can connect on a deeper level and, and, and realize that you're connected from a conscious standpoint, it just gives a whole different vibe and a whole different atmosphere. So I am just so grateful for you to be here. And I'm so honored to have you on our platform to share with our lovely audience because you have a powerful, powerful, powerful story and you were touching my soul, girl. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, like you are amazing. And I am so proud of 
all you have overcome, all of the challenges that you face and who you are as a person and to be the light that you are to this world. Because I'm telling you the way the world is set up, it is set up for you to be dark. It is set up for you to fail. It's set up for you to not be the best version of yourself and you walk in it and you are it. And it's just, it just gives me such joy to see all of your accomplishments and that you're in, that you're in grad school and that you are doing the things that you said you wanted to do. Oh, I like you just, oh, I just, I love you. I like, I really do. And I'm so proud of you and I just want to see you to continue to be the best version of you and to continue to win every single day like oh my gosh like and I see it and I know that you are and I know that you have everything that you need within you and I just I love that you are walking in your greatest and best version of yourself and choose to do that every single day because it's a choice it's a choice Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I went on a tangent I had to get it out because you are just so amazing I need to know I need you I need you to know that I know that and I feel that you are amazing and that you are just phenomenal but go ahead tell the people a little bit about your story well, first I'm gonna like we're gonna continue to love fest because <laughs> what, what I had said to in in the pre-interview was um first thank you mm-hmm. I've been waiting so long to have my spot on your podcast I love mm-hmm. your podcast no oh, thank you um I love everything that you do. From the moment we met, we met in um, book camp mm-hmm. yes. and through uh, both of our favorite guru, Dr. Steve Aisha yes. Mills. We yes. on her and her awesome anointing. I always mm-hmm. give her credit because, mm-hmm. you know, um, during the pandemic, at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was confused. And she, mm-hmm. she had this power that if you, for whatever, however you found your way to her group, because I still don't know mm-hmm. how I ended up in her group. Right. All the time. I do not know. And I'm a Facebooker. Right. I don't know who did, was right. invite me. I don't know. Right. I, I landed in this group where I literally knew anyone. And inside of three weeks, I had a whole tribe of women who I'm still, I'm very proud to say most of them, I keep in contact still to this day. Yeah. You do too. You're part of that class. Yeah. Um, the pandemic and meeting Dr. Stevie and reconnecting with Shalina Diva, um, meeting Taria Vision Avant to get my book written. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela Garner ended up being a coach for me as well. My speaking coach, um, all of that started with Dr. Stevie, mm-hmm. but it really started with a decision when I came home at the mm-hmm. pandemic to not sit. Let me preface that. Mm-hmm. So when I turned 50, almost five years ago, oh my God. Um, <laughs> and she looks amazing, by the way. So I, mean, I, I really oh do. God, you know what? Let's stop. I, I really do. And I cannot take any credit for it. It is all <laughs> genetics and good makeup, girl. Mac will hide a myriad of flaws. But, <laughs> And these, all these cool glasses I'd be wearing, girl, I don't be wanting to put on concealer. Y'all just be, y'all don't understand. But uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, when I turned 50, mm-hmm. I, I may, I'm not one to sit around and wait for someone to do something for me. So mm-hmm. I didn't wait for somebody to throw me a 50th birthday party. First of all, I knew they wasn't going to do what I wanted. I so I immediately told my husband, I'm going, I'm going to play me a party. And him, him knowing me, he was like, well, go ahead. Here's credit card. And I had the party I wanted. I flew my kids in. Not all of them lived here in Denver at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. I flew in who I wanted. And I had the party of my dreams, my 50th mm-hmm. party. But mm-hmm. right after that party, I, I took stock of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have accomplished a, a lot to be someone who has a prison record, who's been homeless, not once, not twice, but three times in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
someone who had major issues with her children and the, the uh, family system um, to sit back and look at where I was at 50, mm -hmm. most people, or I shouldn't say most people, I've heard mm -hmm. people say that girl, you should just be, you should be ready to sit back on your laurels. Okay. I have a whole different idea about that. Um, my idea about that is especially minority women, but women in general are not prepared for the final third of their life. Chanel, mm -hmm. let me, let me talk on that for a minute. Mm -hmm. You hear your aunties and your grandmas talk about they getting ready to retire. They're 63, 65, and they may stay retired for one, two years. And then year three, year five, you start hearing how broke they are and how even more important to me than the broke is the board. They're mm. bored. In this country, we live into our 90s as women. Mm -hmm. So if you retire at 65, and you live into your 90s, that's 25 years. That's a lot of time to be sitting on your butt letting it get wide. I'm just saying. You know, we, as Black women, I, I need my behind to stay perky. I'm just saying. So at 50, I, I thought about, you know, I've only got 15 years, supposedly, until mm -hmm. retirement. Mm -hmm. um, before you think that 15 years go slowly, look at any teenager and remember when mm -hmm. they were born. <laughs> and, and I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be 65 trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life and forced mm -hmm. to work. No, no offense to anyone who works fast food. Diva's mm -hmm. not having it. They call me Diva mm -hmm. for a reason, honey. No. Okay. I just, I'm just letting you know who I am. I ain't, I'm not mad at nobody. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. So my decision was I went to my husband and said, you know, I never finished my degree. Mm -hmm. He said, well, go get it. Mm -hmm. And that's my husband. He's real simple like that. So, <laughs> um, I, all right. So let's make it happen. Like, <laughs> and if that's what you want to do, I mean, go do it. So right. I went back to school at 50 years old mm -hmm. to get to finish my undergrad, which should have took me a year and a half, took me three, but look, mm -hmm. I finished. And then I had all of these plans and I just, my newest book project won't be out until uh, October, but I literally wrote Congratulations. on this. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I literally wrote on this that all the plans I had for after graduation went right down the tubes because we all went home. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually came home a month before the pandemic because as part of my job, I had earned the right for, get this, I had earned the right for remote work. Mm. Is that not hysterical? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and the next month, everybody's being sent home no matter what. So, right. but I was already at home um, and was just getting ready to make some moves on my job because I was at home and had uh, some engagements lined up to speak on being an older student here in Denver. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we all went, lockdown. Mm -hmm. My first book, the one I wrote with you uh, mm -hmm. in the book camp is get off your ass, get on your feet. Mm -hmm. My children are going to listen to this podcast and say, do you have to mention this every single time? <laughs> Seriously. But my kids grew up 
hearing that it is physically impossible to get on your feet until you get off your ass. Now, mm-hmm. for all my Christians who are listening to Diva, Diva stands for Divine Inspiration Victorious Attitude. But listen, mm-hmm. God heard the thought before it came out my mouth. So just go on and deal with the word ass. If you need to, me to say, you know, get off your donkey. If you got a donkey, okay. But I have an ass. So, you know, um, it is physically impossible. Try it mm-hmm. at listening to the podcast right now. If you're driving, don't do it. You wreck. But it is. God God knows all things. It is physically impossible to get on your feet until you get off your butt. Mm-hmm. And that being my mantra in life, I said, I am not going to sit here in this house with all of these tools. I've got a computer. I've got internet. I've got a phone. I've got the skills I just got out of school. Mm-hmm. And I have all of these newfound friends. Let me see what I can learn while I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled on Dr. Stevie's group. From that group, Chanel, I mean, the love, the, the camaraderie, the sisterhood. I think in my 11 years of being on Facebook, I had never found a group where it wasn't catty. Mm-hmm. where it wasn't about one-upsmanship. We were all just sitting there like, what can we do? And here comes a shepherd that says, here, let me rope all y'all together, sit y'all down and show y'all that you are all uniquely and wonderfully made and you have something to say and to offer unto the world. Where my story goes from there is that led me to meet uh to go to book camp with Taria Avant and um, write my book. I met you, I met a series of people and then I started learning how to get my message out. That's been incredible because for someone like myself who is always seen as flighty and silly and, oh, you know, she's just, she's always so open. She, you know, she just, why don't Diva just sit down somewhere? Because it's not about you. Obviously, I'm not talking to you. Mm-hmm. And I, my goal is to make women who were me 25 years ago understand that you can be comfortable with your growth and leave folks behind. Right. Okay. And when I say leave folks behind, you can't, you can't leave your mama and sister and brother and daddy because they're kind of connected to you, but mm-hmm. you can choose how you deal with them. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you said, you said, yes. So you said, oh my gosh, I literally have this conversation all the time in regards to putting people into the right categories. I have file cabinets. You hear me talk about that all the time. I have file cabinets for individuals that are in my life and I move them accordingly. And based off of who you are and who you show me to be, that's where I will move you. So like, it is so important for you to understand that you have, you have been, you have had people in your life that are, I would say, you don't get to choose your parents. You don't get to choose your family, right? But you get to choose who who you have in your life and how they how you allow them to show up in your life. And I say that at the end of the day, people, you love people and people are who they are, right? And everybody has their junk, right? But you have the choice to say whose junk is worth 
dealing with like is this person really adding value to me is there real is there real is there real relationship are you an asset like what's really happening and then moving people accordingly so often we we have people that we have in our lives and we sit and like what you said with your parents you sit and you bl place blame for who they were or who they weren't in your life right but at the same time we have to take ownership of our own thing. Like we have to take ownership of what we, who we are and who we want to be in this world. At the end of the day, we, we have to understand that maybe our parents weren't the greatest or maybe we didn't have what we needed or whatever it is, but it doesn't have to define who you can, who you are today and who you can potentially become. And once you understand that it just unlocks another level of freedom for you, but also it gives those people grace because at the end of the day everybody does what they do with the best that they have or the best that they know so you can't necessarily hold people to certain standards when they didn't have the capacity to be that to begin with so it can then become you who then breaks that cycle or breaks that curse or breaks that thing or breaks that habit and so you can start a new fresh you can start fresh and you can be the new thing that brings those people forward but they have to want it for themselves too because you can't save everybody well, first yeah, you, of all, you got to save yourself. That There you go. Okay. Who you saving, you ain't saved yourself. That's the first thing. Go. The second thing is, why are you letting everybody feed you? I don't know about you. I don't eat out of everybody's kitchen. Some of these ain't jokes. When you get to a certain age, you yes, understand that you can't eat out of everybody's kitchen. And that is true in, the, in real life. I don't care Absolutely. if it's your mama, daddy, sister, brother. If they're not Absolutely. feeding you... Mm -hmm. if they're well, not feeding you healthy mm -hmm. yes okay because because they can feed you now if my family <laughs> listening y'all can take this how y'all feel it but i have mm -hmm. folks in my family who will constantly feed me negativity in the mm -hmm. form of compliments mm -hmm. but let me tell you something so when she's saying feed you she's not she does not mean the actual physical food she's saying it metaphorically meaning how are they showing up in your life like art like you said they're feeding you negativity she doesn't mean yes you can yes not eating from everybody's kitchen in real life yes like in regards to how they cook how they keep the area if they're clean but she's talking about from a value perspective from a mindset perspective from a thought perspective what are they feeding you are they are they assets or are they liabilities to your life go ahead girl because you know some of you don't understand the metaphor you can, use, you can use analogies all day girl i'm the parable queen you can't <laughs> in everybody's car okay every bus ain't gonna take you where you need to go yes i can tell can i continue honey yes yes okay yes. every signpost is not in english for you <laughs> What I'm saying is there is a certain point, you know, in my book, I talk about how it stops being a reason. It starts to be an excuse. There are legitimate mm -hmm. reasons in our lives, especially mm -hmm. when we're younger, we make mistakes. Life does not come with a handbook. Now, mm -hmm. by Christians, one more time, let me address y'all. I know there's the Bible. Let me finish. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there, there, life does not come with instructions and quite frankly everybody's journey is different Amen to that. so you kind of have to go through it to get to it and and i'll give you an example folks who never went through nothing don't get paid no attention to mm -hmm. they got to come up with fakeness um mm -hmm. i'm still trying to figure out what exactly it was that the kardashians could do 
Mm-hmm. Okay. They dress. So they, they went and got plastic surgery. They put their makeup on, they wore their clothes, but what did they do? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did, what really did they impact? Now I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but my point being that, what was my point? <laughs> you were saying, <laughs> you were saying, don't get that, old child. You're fine. Please. I have like, we're one of the same where I'll have like these extensive thoughts and and the downloads come and then you forget the whole point of what you were saying to begin with. You were saying that um, that we all have to go through things and, 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 and for us to really become who we want to be from a journey's perspective, we have to go through things and we have to understand that the things that we go through won't necessarily be the greatest things, but it'll be a great thing because it, it creates you as an individual. It shapes you into the person that you're supposed to be, but most people don't understand that. And they allow the things that they did or they allow the mistakes that they made to define who they are. And then it then detaches them from being the greatest version of themselves because they don't see it in them. They don't understand the capacity. They don't understand their gifts. They don't understand. They don't feel like they're deserving of greatness because of the past mistakes and the, the shame and the embarrassment and all the negativity that comes with doing the quote unquote wrong thing or making a bad decision or or making or not doing the right thing that to, to standards of the world or circumstances that happen, right? And I feel like your story is so aligned with that because we were talking about an experience with you and I, it just blew my mind and I would love for you to oh, share, I'll share with I'll our share. audience because I just feel like it's such a powerful story. I'll share. Um, mm-hmm. I had my first child when I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a series of mistakes that led me to live with a, well, he kind of forced himself into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, a man, my mother's age at the time, um, wow. who was abusive, who was a pedophile, who decided to move into my apartment, put a deadbolt on and lock me and my daughter in the house, who mm-hmm. um, uh, beat the crap out of me, put me in a coma and ultimately killed my child. Mm. And days before her second birthday. Now, I'm not telling you all this for pity's sake. You can pity me if you need to, but if you saw how I lived, I lived blessed. Don't pity me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am here to say that, especially now I'm really talking to my, my Bible beaters, that, <laughs> if, that every single inspirational story has a challenge. Even Jesus mm-hmm. was challenged thinking that you're going to get through this life and people are not going to challenge you and circumstances are not going to challenge you. Mm, I'm not sure where you're getting that from, but I need you to turn the Netflix off. Um, (laughs) Because that's not how life works, okay? Um, I tell my daughter, when my daughter first moved to Denver, I told her all the time, baby, this ain't reality TV, okay? Well, you know, on, on so-and-so and so, and this is how, and, and I don't really care, honey. They dress, they, you know, no, that's okay. Listen, I, everybody has a reason why, mm-hmm. why you didn't finish school, why you didn't go get that job, why you didn't marry the man, woman that you wanted to, why you didn't, why, 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 everybody got a why. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to tell somebody that their reasons are false because this mm-hmm. is a very complicated world. And reasons can, <laughs> listen, if somebody kill your child, you might not want to do something for a couple of years. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it stops being a reason and it starts to be an excuse. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. 
So like after, so after that happened, like what happened, like literally, because I couldn't, Im- I couldn't imagine. I was homeless. Um, but <laughs> because that happened, um, I had an eight month old at the time. She was taken from me, obviously, while they did their investigation. I was pregnant at the time. That mm-hmm. child was taken from me as well at birth. And then I spent the next 30 years trying to reunify my family. Mm. I'm a I'm a poor black nappy-headed child from the Hill District of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I had no one to um guide me out of that to tell me it's gonna be okay. Um here's what you need to do. Um even something as simple as someone saying, you know, Diva, you can get your record expunged would have saved me at least 15 years of career distress. Mm. Okay. So, but, but that, because said, wait, but, so, because I don't uh, leave things on a negative. I have, a, I've had negative things happen in my life, but you know me, Chanel, I don't, I don't dwell on that. Even though I've had career uh, distress, I turned that into career success. Oh, That's you don't think I'm good enough? Give Let it to the people. The behind my name. Give it to the people. Okay. I had distress. Yeah. I still have success. Give oh, it to yes. the people. Okay. Yes. I, I am like a success that. strategist. That Listen, if you, you can sit there and you can come up with every negative, it is, it is human nature mm-hmm. that negativity is always going to be the first thing that come through. But I come forward and say, listen, baby, live with some divitude up in here. Okay. Divitude that indescribable yet unmistakable characteristic of certain women to mm-hmm. overcome in the face of adversity and look damn good doing it. That's Diva. Listen, period. Okay. Like give it to the people. Okay. Like, you can do anything you need to do in this life, but you have to do a couple people. things. Yes, first, you do. First, you have mm-hmm. to own your own mess. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me tell y'all what I'm talking about. So you don't think that I'm talking to you. Okay. Or at you. I didn't start getting my life together till I turned around and said to myself, nobody told you not to go back to school, Diva. Mm -hmm. Nobody told you that you couldn't go and get, since they won't hire you in the field you want to be, nobody told you that you couldn't go get certified and make them look at you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nobody said- Nobody said Mm -hmm. that when I realized that my hometown was not going to let the story go, Mm-hmm. Didn't nobody make me stay there. Mm-hmm. I stayed in that city 10 extra years suffering mm-hmm. because the story wouldn't die. I come from a very, 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 very big family. Mm-hmm. Like we are the third biggest black family in the city. So, mm-hmm. you know, people who, from Pittsburgh might even hear me and, and know who I am. I could care less. Mm-hmm. Why? Because over that 35 year period, I can trace 30 to 40 women who I've inspired to go back to school, buy mm-hmm. that home, move over, <laughs> oh um, um, make that career change. Yes. As mm-hmm. women, one mistake will have your whole immediate society dumping on you. Mm-hmm. When you live under shit, you might think you stink. Mm-hmm. 
but what I'm saying to your to your your listeners is that you can grow through anything. Mm-hmm. Stop stop taking your reasons and letting them turn into excuses. Mm-hmm. Stop hang and this one might be for somebody in my family who hate when I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um if folks keep feeding you negativity and you keep going around those people, please stop complaining about the negativity. Right. Like that's like being like, I don't want to eat red meat and still going buying a hamburger. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. I mean, you know, if in the pandemic, then definitely showed a lot of us that, you know, mm-hmm. you can change your friend set, your friend set by changing the algorithm algorithms on your social media mm-hmm. you know just that simple so mm-hmm. you know, and and again you can't walk away from your mom and dad you can't mm-hmm. walk away from your siblings but you mm-hmm. can choose how they feed you that whole part and how they show up in your life i say that all of the time because we don't have the we don't have the option to choose our family right and we don't necessarily but you have the option of how they show up so you don't have to deal with the crap you don't you are not listen i say this all the time and my i'm my life coach because i help my clients to not necessarily do the mindset piece but the mind like you said the mindset is the most important piece you cannot have a high level of success if your mindset is not in the right space that's one and two you need to make sure that you're emotionally well as well because you have all the money in the world and still be miserable as hell there's no question about that right but oh i was a millionaire i was a millionaire and will tell you was i i was the most evil awful (laughs) drunkest listen you want transparency diva give it to you i tell i know i am okay Mm -hmm. Um, i I had a million dollar producing title company in south florida and i was the most ugly person you wanted to know right and that's my point like you have to do the work to like really be like where you are now right it's, it shows that you have done the work how transparent you are how you're just forthright how genuine you are how your light just shines like you know that you have done the work to have the story of having your daughter like I couldn't imagine how that felt and what you had to deal with to this point like you see what I'm saying and Do I cry every day be- but that's what I'm Every saying. Day. But the way I mean, you show I, up is a choice. Like you said, I'm saying you had it to, is a choice. You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, people who follow me on social media know that I, from time to time, often actually um, tell people, you know, who I am, what I came through. But you do have to do the work. Mm-hmm. I live a really good life on paper and mm-hmm. visually mm-hmm. Um, at this point. And mm-hmm. people want to say, well. You know, how did that come about? And I'm very honest about it. It really does start with taking accountability for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the first part of that is getting the work done. Now, when we talk about the work, let me talk about that. I, I, you know, not everybody's into therapy. I get mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in today's society, with all the technology that we have, you can do the work and never talk to another soul. Mm-hmm. I'm done with the excuses. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have time, girl. If you if you got time to spend an hour on Facebook, you got time to YouTube mm-hmm. some of your symptoms. Self-diagnosis is better than no diagnosis. I, I mm-hmm. saw you got quiet there, but understand every step you take towards your better self is a- Wait, who, me? I got quiet, you said? 
Yeah, you got quiet when I said, you know, you can self-diagnose. Sometimes you have to. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, look, everybody's not where I'm at right now. When I've been homeless three times, there was a time where I needed serious help mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. didn't have the resources to get to it. I'm not mad at people who don't have those resources, but you got a pastor, you got a good friend or an auntie find if it's not your auntie go find somebody else's and they got to be your auntie she just got to be real and authentic because a woman gonna tell you about your mess if you ask her right and i'm notice i said auntie not just any woman you know i need you to look in your neighborhood or in your community for the Gen- jennifer lewis's and the medias y'all know who i'm talking about mm-hmm Stay away from the Wendy's because, you know, she'd be getting cussed out. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> nicely. She gets cussed out very nicely. Respectfully. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are, we have, we have people around us who, if we align ourselves with them, will guide us out of our meth, our mess, our meth. Um, <laughs> um, the story of Ruth is huge in my life. It is one of the smallest books in the Bible. It is mm-hmm. only four chapters long, but in that story is everything that a woman who has suffered needs to move forward. One, Ruth found her a mentor. That is Naomi. Naomi said, I don't want to be bothered. Go home. Mm-hmm. Ruth said, you know what? I'm going to follow you. Doesn't matter if I got somewhere else to go. I think that where I'm supposed to go is with you. So check this out. You just lead. I don't know where we going exactly because I ain't never been there. I don't know what it looked like, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna trust you because you, you because of whatever reason I'm gonna trust you. So then she gets there, and instead of sitting back to wait to see what's going to happen, Ruth went to work. Oh y'all ain't even heard me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, that's the whole thing. You, you, you don't see my t-shirt. My, my one hashtag is I came to work. Either mm-hmm. you're going to work on yourself. You're going to work on your career. You're going to work on your life. You're going to work on your re- relationship. But what are you working on? Ruth mm-hmm. came to work. Mm-hmm. Naomi said, go on over there with the women from the town over in my relatives field and just let them see you working. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because he noticed a hardworking woman, he came and he became her guardian redeemer. I ain't going to get into the whole biblical story because that's not what this po- podcast is about. But mm-hmm. what I will say is this. I resonate with that story because nothing comes from, well, here I go back. Nothing comes from sitting on your butt. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work. You want a better life? You have to make it better. Nothing is given to us in this life. If you are a woman of color, even less is going to be given to you. Mm-hmm. That is an excuse. This is still America. Good, bad, or ugly. This is still America, and you still can rise above your circumstances. But you have to be willing to put in the work. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to recognize when you are making excuses. Clean out your tribe. Every, everybody's not for you. Everybody's not for you and do the work. And once you're ready to do that um, unapologetically, yes, you're gonna have some heartache. I, I'm sorry that enough 
coaches don't say that, that yes, it's hard. It's hard to walk away from, but it's comfortable. Um, the friends that you've had in your mess, it's comfortable. That's why you stay in that company there. And when you start to come up out your mess, they keep saying, oh, you smell a little different. Come back down here in the mess with us. And you feel like, oh, I'm leaving my people. But either you believe in yourself or you don't. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates does not hang out in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. You said something really powerful, which was um, when you said that you you have to be your, pretty much you have to be your own rescue, right? And like, for me, I feel like I've been, I when we talked about during our free interview, you say, we, um, we were talking about just the, the changes that we had to go through and to make, to transform into the individuals that we are today. And like you said, the journey is not easy. It's not easy to change. It's, it's very uncomfortable. And especially when you're walking into unknown territory, it is terrifying, but you have to make the choice to want more for yourself. I could want it for you. Diva could want it for you. Everybody could want it for you. But if you don't see the value in you and if you don't understand the gifts that you have and if you don't understand how amazing you are, it won't matter how many people tell you how beautiful you are and how smart you are. You have to understand your capacity and you have to understand that you have the power to be whoever it is that you want to be in this world. And it is not easy. As we could look at social media and see all the great things and compare ourselves on every single way, in every single way, from the car, from the looks, from the clothes, from the designer, from whatever, right? But at the end of the day, as we said before, everybody's journey is not the same, right? And your chapter one, your chapter one, is not the same as somebody else's chapter one. And you might be comparing your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20. And you have to stop doing that. Comparison is the worst thing in the world. So when you are comfortable in your own skin and when you are comfortable in in your own shoes and understand that, hey, I want more for my lives, you're going to have to shed some people. And that's pretty much the, that's been the gist of this conversation. You have to shed some people. You have to shed some people. You have to shed some habits. You have to shed some thoughts. You have to shed, you have to shed and and you have to go into that space and you have to be able to be very self-aware, be able to self-evaluate and then and then understand the help that you need and go and get it. You see what I'm saying? Like you can sit and understand, right? You can sit and understand like, hey, I don't like that I do this. Okay, well, let's get to the root of the why. Go get the life coach, go get the mentor, invest in yourself, invest in being a better version of you. It and takes time and takes energy. Ne- well, stop and riding through people's listen. neighborhoods, looking at their front lawns and thinking that's how they live. Exactly. Oh, like you I, have I, to, the you have to want it. Can I, can I give you this one? Can I give you this? Yes. We ahead. have a tendency to look at social media and say, oh, their life is better. Her life is so much better than mine. Absolutely. Okay. And Hi, Erica. Hi, sunshine. Mommy loves you. But my daughter was like that. Yeah. And um, she she was real big on. Um, and sometimes my husband, I have to correct him too. Um, oh, they must be rich. Or look at the way they live. Or look at social media. And I tell I tell my family, social media is like your front yard. You put in your front yard what you want your neighbors to see mm-hmm. and comment on. Mm-hmm. You don't let nobody come and put nothing in your front yard because it's yours. Mm -hmm. And you also can't look at somebody's front yard and know if their kitchen's clean. Oops. That whole part. Okay. Now here's where I get this from. I owned a title company in South Florida. Okay. Mm -hmm. And 
it used to amaze me and I'd do these closings for these people and I'd come in and I'd see the numbers on the paper, right? Half million dollar homes, million dollars homes. This is in the uh, late nineties, early thousands. Um, and then I moved into their neighborhoods because I was successful. And mm -hmm. I realized that a lot of these homes in West Palm Beach, these big pretty mansions with these Bentley sitting outside didn't have no furniture in them. <laughs> Don't laugh, girl. I'll, I'll spill all the beans, okay? They live in large, Florida is a, a state of sunshine where there's mm -hmm. light showing. But when you move stuff, you know, when you move stuff, the roaches come out. So I would say, I would uh, meet with these folks, these developers, they're building condominiums, buildings, and they they coming in talking about millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm going to get a piece of this by, you know, closing the, the settlements for 400 properties in this building. But when they go give their... Um, their congratulatory or their celebration party at their home, there's no furniture there. There's no food in the cupboards. Mm -hmm. You don't know how people, lock, you ride through some of these nice neighborhoods, these folks is broke. <laughs> or if they have money, money don't always mean a happy life now. There's mm -hmm. a lot of miserable rich folk. Mm -hmm. Pedophilia happens, incest happens, this domestic violence happens in rich neighborhoods, just like poor neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my coaching clients get that from the door. If you're going to ride down somebody's street and come back and tell me about their front lawn, I'm not the coach for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I could care less about anybody's front lawn. When I lived in the worst house on the block, I had the best lawn. Hear me? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. When mm -hmm. I had the worst house on the block, I always had the best looking lawn. Mm -hmm. Listen, okay. I, I got it the first time. You got to make sure the people are getting what you're trying to say. Because like, listen. People uh -huh. are always going to show you their best light. Mm -hmm. Until you go up in somebody's house. And by house here being metaphoric, I'm saying until you get to know somebody's mindset. Mm -hmm. Until you get up in somebody's house, you can't really take so much of, especially when it's always positive. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're looking at somebody's social media and it's always positive. Mm -hmm. How do you know that that's the coach for you? Can Are they being transparent with you? Can they mm -hmm. tell you about some of their challenges? And what makes them want to be a coach? Are they just holier than thou? Have, you know, that you know they think they know everything or can they actually identify with what you're coming out of? Absolutely. And so for what you were saying, right, like, like it, so what you're saying from like a coaching perspective, right. And, and getting the help that you need, like we, and, and, and the comparison, like you need to make sure that you are aligning yourself with the right people and the right things, right. Because yes, you want to get help. Yes. You want to be better. Yes. You want all the things, but you have to understand that you have to make sure that it is aligned to you and to your purpose, because it, you can get a coach and, and they look like they have everything together and everything makes sense, but behind the scenes is a hot mess.com, right? And so to your point, like you have to make sure that you aren't you aren't just doing surface surface level evaluations of your of yourself, but also of the other people that you want to invest in and what you want to give your time to, that you want to give your energy to. Because like you said, not everybody, everybody 
everybody might seem as though everything is great and everything is wonderful, but at the end of the day, behind the scenes, that's not the case. And so that's why at the same time, you have to give grace to so many people because you don't know what people are going through. You have no clue. And, and, and I feel like the pandemic really helped to, it was a, I feel like the pandemic was a gift and a curse. It was a curse because of all the people that we lost. Right. And, and the, the disarray that it created from an, from an environment perspective and households. And could you imagine the people that were suffering from domestic violence and going to school and going to home? I mean, going to school and going to work and being in social environments literally helped them to be, was their sanctuary. Do you, can you understand that there are people that had mental health situations and, and, and going to work and being in those type of environments, literally were saving their lives for them, not taking their own life and to then go home and just be stuck in, in that space 24 seven. Could you imagine what that looked like for some people? I but can. at the same time, it gave, it gave an opportunity for us to sit with ourselves. It mm-hmm. gave us time to really, really not be distracted by all of the things. And, and it gave us an opportunity to say all right are we going to shine or are we going to are we going to are we going to hide under the cover are you going to step up to the plate and do the things that you need to do here's the time here's the space here's the opportunity you there's nothing now that you could do you either going to choose to sit and focus on your business and go to school and do the things or you're going to sit and watch netflix and i'm not hating on the netflix thing because sometimes watching netflix is a form of self-care right yes but at the same time but at the same time, it's 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 also an opportunity for you to make the decision that I want more for my life. And I feel like the pandemic gave us so many opportunities to to become more unison, to become more unified, to to put the issues that have been in the closet and swept under the rug at the forefront. Like, look at what happened with George Floyd. Look, and and yes, it's a negative thing, but do you see how it he made it made people? Yes, it made people move. It put the eyes on the problem. And, the, and if we weren't in the pandemic, I feel like it would have been just another story. You see what I'm saying? I feel like it wouldn't have been as highlighted, but because we all were sitting in our house and we had to see it, it was on the screen. There was no way that you could have gotten around it. You, it was on your front lawn. <laughs> you know, I, I want to deal with it. I want to talk about, because we, because we're in business, Chanel, um, mm-hmm. we talk about what we did during the pandemic and growing our businesses, but let me speak to the people who um, didn't. Yeah, no, okay. listen. That, um, because that wasn't that. that wasn't available to everybody. Absolutely. And okay. so for and for so your I have words, I have a friend who sat down and wrote a book. Not to cut you off, for your final words, what would you say to those people? Yeah. To those people, um mm-hmm. to that story. Say that story and then give your um your final words. Oh, no problem. Mm-hmm. We there, Wait, there were people who almost got pandemic shamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because they were just trying to struggle and hold it. They were struggling and holding it together and mm-hmm. no, they didn't uh, start a business and no, they didn't write a book. And, no, and what I want to say to those people is, again, get out of that neighborhood because that wasn't your time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now Absolutely. you may have gotten closer to your family. For some of y'all, that was a necessary thing. I ain't mm-hmm. no fingers, okay? But in modern day American society, our kids get left behind. I ain't pointing no fingers. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So some of us needed to reconnect with family. 
Some of us might have needed, now I'm about to be rude. Some of us might have needed to take care of some personal hygiene, some, some habit forming, you know, make our lives a little work a little more as if we were at home. But whatever that looked like for you, don't let anybody shame you that the way you came through the pandemic didn't look the way they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's story is different. There are 7 billion people on this big blue rock, 7 billion with a B. Not everyone is going to follow you. Not everyone is going to understand your journey, but if you are ready to understand your journey from a perspective of where do I get started? How do, how do I take the next 90 days of my life and institute a real transformation to put me on the path I've been trying to find? Come and let Diva illuminate you. I'm just saying, you can come find me at divamore.com. You can also go directly to my Facebook group by going to bit.ly backslash get I'm here for you. And what we're doing now is we're preparing to um, uh, put forth a series of mini lives, I guess they are, uh, mm-hmm. speaking about the return to normal. Um, is it really a return to normal? Right. Some of the lessons uh, I see as I've been go- going out more and speaking more that we're losing some of the pandemic lessons and just, you know, take stock and make sure that what you've gained, you don't so freely give away just because mm-hmm. it's starting to look like it did in 2019. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. recreate 2019. You shouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you made a valid point though in, in, in regards to not everybody had the same um, success or the same journey during the pandemic, right? And but I feel like I feel like it was a necessary time for everybody. And and whether you're whether you were in business, whether it was a personal uh, personal story or whatever it is that you came through, because if you are here today, you came through. Okay, yes. you made it through. So even if you just simply made it through the pandemic, that's a celebration and a win in itself, right? And it um, and everybody has different journeys. Everybody has different stories. Everybody has different capacities. Everybody has different lives. Everybody has different experiences, right? And so your experience may not be the same as mine. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But just make sure you remove the comparison of your journey to mine, because we are two different people and we have two different lives. And once you understand that, it is so freeing. <laughs> because really the way is. that others are comparing themselves to me, I am comparing. I let me keep, let me change my words. I used to compare myself to others that I felt that I wasn't doing enough, and I felt because as people look at me, like, oh my gosh, you're so successful. You're so, so successful. You had a great year, and you've done so much. I felt like I didn't do enough, job Right? And so, so can you imagine? So I say that to say to 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 only compare yourself to who you are and who you have become since yesterday, since last year, since five years ago, and no one can compare your journey to somebody else's. Like I said earlier, your chapter one might be somebody's chapter 20. And so when we continue to do that, then we, we, we beat ourselves up and we, we don't understand our greatness because we're busy comparing it to somebody else's. So remember who you are. Remember everything that you have is within yourself and you have everything you need is just making that conscious decision every single day, even if it's the most minuscule step of simply getting out of bed and brushing your teeth, that is a win. <laughs> like 
That is a definite win. Exactly. Because let me tell you something. During the pandemic, I had days like that. I didn't want to move. You were lucky if you got me to roll over. Yes. <laughs> because it was mentally and emotionally draining. You know what I mean? But I, I, allow, I gave myself grace and I allowed myself to have those moments because when I turned back on and I got on my grind, you couldn't tell me anything. Right. <laughs> you see exactly. what I'm saying? But again, it goes back to making that decision. It's okay to have those moments. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be pain, but starts with forgiving, being in forgiveness for yourself and for whoever, whoever you thought did you wrong. And that's the first step to really, truly unlocking your greatness and moving forward with your life. It's be, especially be forgiving within yourself because we all make mistakes. We all feel we could have made a different decision. But at the end of the day, I feel that everything that you go through is, a, is to align you on into your purpose. And sometimes, sometimes we will feel, we feel real safe in that comfort zone. Right. And so with that, you rather you would rather be in discomfort than make the things and make the change for you to be uncomfortable, right? So that you can get to the greatest good. And so when you make that decision, like, hey, I want more for myself and I'm just gonna make that one step every single day, the smallest step, doesn't matter. As long as you do it and you make that choice, it's a win. So continue to celebrate yourselves, continue to celebrate your small wins, your big wins, and you will have the life that you want to live. And I thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And I thank you so much, um, Diva, for giving the gems and giving the knowledge. And I'm again, I'm so proud of all that you have done. And I know that there's more to come because I know you're not stopping, okay? I'm we, we, we connected. So if, you, if I'm not stopping, I know you're not stopping. I'm, <laughs> I'm not so going excited. nowhere. I am exactly. I'm, I'm going I'm, to be 55 this year and yes. I am in grad school. If Listen. you, you want to look me up, do hashtag grad school grandma. I'm yes. out being lit with it. Open, she is in honest. The streets and she is taking everything that she deserves. I, I am taking, I am showing my receipt. <laughs> it's hard. It's, you know, I'm a, I'm a great grandma. My, my daughter, my kids tell me that all the time. I, I try to be a decent wife and mom. It is hard, but it can be done. And that, yes. that I'm all about the transparency. We need more people, loud mouths like myself to stop hiding <laughs> To stop hiding because grandma told you that, you know, girls are supposed to be humble and quiet. Everybody ain't humble and quiet. Come exactly. on, roar. Come roar be with your me. best. Okay. So, to her point, be the best version of you okay. and don't let anybody dim your light and don't anybody, don't allow anybody to, to, to self, to give you any negative self-talk, be your best version of you. And listen on that note, I appreciate you for being on this platform. I appreciate all of the listeners for tuning in. I appreciate all of the engagement and the likes, the follows, all of the things. I appreciate every single one of them. And for all of the tuning in audience, if you have not done this yet, please go like, share, leave a review. I appreciate you guys. And again, thank you so much for coming on this platform. I already knew it was going to be magic and you just confirmed and reaffirmed <laughs> what, what I already knew that it was going to be. So again, I appreciate you for um, sharing your story. And, and I definitely know that you're definitely going to be back on one of my platforms really soon. I'm not, I'm, that's not even a, a, a second thought in my mind. So again, oh, thank I you. thank you so much um, for your time and for your energy. And please connect with um, Diva Moore. She's amazing. I appreciate her and all of all that she's been through and all that she is is just such a, a, a light for the world and I appreciate you and I, I, I enjoy seeing you every single day and I enjoy seeing your journey and I just wish you all continued success but thank you all for tuning in until next time bye beautiful people thank you for tuning in to Evolve 
Stay fearless, unfiltered, and unapologetic. Until next time, special shout out to all of our amazing listeners. You are truly appreciated. Follow our host, Chanel Spencer, at Chanel Spencer Now on Instagram and Facebook. Songs I'm From the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. I'm from the South. Straight out the South. We'll hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace. Fuck, is he saying though? Only is he playing though? Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them. There they keep talking. Know that they would end. Little dogs barking. Step across the line. Be shot.